a lot of people think, and a lot of money experts are talking about how to deal with money financially, but they often ignore the fact that there is a big relation between emotions and also money. And your behaviors are so affected by the emotions you have around money. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. So, hello, everybody. My name is Ken Honda. I'm the author of the book Happy Money. I'm doing this from Japan. This is my retreat center. I'm surrounded by thousands of books on happiness and money investing. And I'm super happy and excited to do this. I think we're supposed to be somewhere in Amsterdam or Europe, but this could be more fun because I can get to do this with my family and also do this from my studio. And I don't know wherever you are, but you can probably relax in your home. Some of you stay up late, some of you are early in the morning. But I'm so excited to share about Money EQ, which I'm going to talk about for the next hour. I usually do this two or three day worth of seminar. I'm pushing everything to one hour. So I'm going to do it, speak a little faster than regularly, but I just want to share all the information I have on Money EQ. So I'm going to divide this presentation into two parts. One is I'm going to talk about Money IQ, Money EQ, which I have learned so much from my father and from my mentors. And I'm going to take 10 minutes of Q&A. And also the second part, I'm going to share about how to heal your money trauma, how to overcome it, and also take a look at the money beliefs that you have, both positive and negative. And also using the last few minutes, I'm going to share with you my great mentor, Wahe Takeda's arigato or appreciation approach with money. Okay, money EQ. I don't know how many of you have taken my courses and uh, or even take a look at my book because my book was everywhere. It was a yellow smiley mark and it was all the airport, major airport in North America and Europe. So in this community, a lot of people have been generous enough to talk about money EQ. So this is what I'm going to talk about. So I have done a lot of studies with money. My father is a very successful accountant. And since I was five or six, he took me to shopping malls and taught everything about money. And after doing a lot of research, I realized that there are only three relationships with money. Money controls you or you control money or a balanced friendship. In other words, you can be a master or a slave or a friend. And the ideal situation is you become friend with money because your best friend cares about you and best friend thinks with you and your best friend works with you. So if your relationship with money becomes that, I think you'll be much, much happier. But unfortunately, most of us are having a lot of struggle. We have so much fear. So I just going to solve the mystery why. And I have done many counseling in my life, and I realized that there are so many people who struggle with money, and some people have so much money, but yet they struggle internally. And I wonder, why is that? And then this is the discovery I made. Depending on the relationship you have with money, you have different money personality. For example, you become compulsive spender, and you become compulsive saver. 
this means you spend, 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 or you just save, 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 or compulsive earner. You are so addicted to making money. So these guys are talking about business models and, okay, I got another business ideas, everything about accumulating wealth. And another one, passive money personality type is indifferent. They're the monks. They don't even think about money. And hippie type, they're afraid of money. So they try to be away from money. And combination money personality type is repressed spender. They save, 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 but a few months of saving and you go like, I'm tired of that. And then you spend it all. Or gambler. I'm sure some of your friends are this way, or maybe you are this way. You get to gamble with money. You enjoy the excitement. And also warrior. My mother was like this. You constantly worry about money. This is another personality type. And I'm sure you can see a family member in all these types. It could be your partner. It could be your brothers and sisters. And what's interesting is that we are born and brought up in the same household, but your brothers and sisters could be a completely different type. And even you have, for example, as a parent, you have a couple kids or three children, you taught them the same stuff, but your kids turn out to be very different. And I'm just talking about why in my books. But we became that way because of the way we deal with emotions around money. And a lot of people think, and a lot of money experts are talking about how to deal with money financially, but they often ignore the fact that there is a big relation between emotions and also money. And your behaviors are so affected by the emotions you have around money. So I'm going to share with you five emotional blocks. Anxiety. Most of us are familiar. We are all afraid, especially what's happening in this world. Anxiety is probably the number one thing. I do this podcast called Dear Ken. Last week, we've hit about 45 million downloads. It's in Japanese. But most frequently asked question is how to deal with money anxiety. I'm going to talk about it in the second section. But most of us worry about money. It doesn't really matter how much we have, how much money we make. We constantly worry about money. It's almost like an addiction to worry about money. And fear, we are afraid of money. Money could be a monster in your house. So as much as we love money to be in our house, we want to keep money away because we are afraid. And we doubt money. Money gives you a lot of doubts about you, doubts about what you're going to do. And guilt. Wealthy people often feel guilt around money because they feel guilty that they're comfortable. And also self-neglect. The thing I didn't put is like shame too, but a lot of financially challenged people feel shame because they can make both ends meet, they're in debt. That brings up a lot of emotion. And the next section is money can make us feel anxiety and fear, anger and resentment. I've seen a lot of people fight over money And even in my session room, couples fight over a little thing. It's just about a few dollars, but it's not the numbers. It's just the emotions. And money can trigger a lot of people's suppressed emotions. My mother was a very quiet person, but when it comes to money, she sometimes felt agitated. And I got scolded a few times about money. And 
I don't remember any other circumstances that my mother was upset with me, but money can trigger a lot of hatred, anger, and all the other things. And sadness and sorrow, which I'm going to talk about in my second section, we feel so sad about money because we've seen so many fights and angry people and also tragedies around money, especially if your parents were divorced. It's highly likely that money was involved in these fights. And so we feel sad and we feel sorrow about what went wrong. And hatred and depression. We are so hated because we did something wrong with money, or we feel depressed because well, we make all the bad decisions about money. So, my vision is to free everybody from money worries, money anger, money resentment, because every one of us can be. Free from these stressful emotions. And superiority and inferiority, we feel superior because we have more money or we make more money. And also, you feel inferior because we're making little money. Why is that? It's just a number, but it's almost like a religion that the higher the numbers of your salary, somehow the higher values are almost like we almost think. Okay, people can make us feel. Guilt and shame, numbness, excitement and joy, and appreciation and love and happiness. And money IQ principles I go very quickly earning and making money, and spending and using money, protecting and saving money, increasing and investing money. Money IQ principles is how to receive. That is a number one. If you can receive money well, You get to now enjoy money and feel abundant and ability to trust the flow. Because in ideal situation, money flows like water. You don't even notice. And number four is share money well. I'm going to talk about my mentor, Wahe Takeda, who's called Warren Buffett of Japan in my second section. And how to grow beyond your money is don't say money out of anxiety. Understand you lose money before attracting money. And likable people attract money naturally. So the key to abundance is to accept who you are and like about yourself more. And eventually, hopefully, if you love yourself more, that grows your money container so you can be happier and receive better. Four, Price your services appropriately and express appreciation at every opportunity. And understand self doubt is part of the game. Because in the process of receiving abundance, we wonder is this the right path? Am I doing the right thing? And try to always see the positive side. And also believe strongly in a vision. If you have a vision, you're likely to receive more money, more support. And overcome your emotions about money and share experiences with others, which I'm going to help you in the second section. And be open to receiving love and support. We are so good at giving, but we are so bad at receiving. And Money EQ teaches you to receive first. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider joining Mind Valley All Access. Now you can sign up to Mind Valley All Access and unlock every Mind Valley program. Instantly get access to transformation from all of the world's best minds in everything from parenting to biohacking to mind, body, spirit, entrepreneurship, work productivity. Learn from the likes of Ben Greenfield, Jim Quick, Shafali Sabari, Stephen Kotler, and more. All available to you for less than $2 a day. 
simply visit mindvalley.com forward slash now. That's mindvalley.com forward slash N-O-W. And you'll be surprised to see that Mindvalley All Access now comes with advanced technologies to completely transform your learning, your networks, and your human connections, including our new private social network for students, Connections by Mindvalley, and our Altered State Inducement app, Ombana, which complements our regular training with Altered State methodologies to transform you at a subconscious level. Check it all out on mindvalley.com forward slash N-O-W. Mindvalley.com forward slash now. Okay, so the second half is I'm going to talk about many beliefs, a negative one first, because after doing the positive, you just feel neutral. So a negative beliefs we have about money is, for example, money is bad. I'm sure at one point in your life, your parents or your friends or a teacher or your minister or somebody said money was bad. And money disappears fast. I often hear from young people, Ken, I don't know why money disappears so fast when I thought it came yesterday and then it's gone the day after. So a lot of people feel this way. And also money hurts people. If you have money, it could be potentially dangerous because look at wealthy people. Their kids may be abducted or if you have money, people could be jealous to you. Money is scary. I'm sure a lot of people have this because I would ask my clients this question often. If money was a person, who would that be? Would that be a scary person? Would that be a fun person to be with? If you have this negative belief about money, that money is scary, you don't want the person to stay in your house. Number five, money creates trouble. A lot of us are falling into these negative beliefs, so that's why we try to stay away from money. And the positive one is money supports people. Like I said, in this terrible circumstances, a lot of people are helping one another. And just look at the numbers, uh, how many millions of people are supported by government payment, a paycheck. So money can support people. We tend to forget, but money can help people. Money makes people happy. I've seen a lot of people smile when they receive money, especially unexpected one. So I have this fun habit of carrying envelopes full of cash. And when somebody is in financial problem in trouble, I give out the envelopes depending on their situation. Sometimes I give a $100 dollar bill and sometimes 10,000, sometimes a thousand, sometimes $50, sometimes $10. And it doesn't really matter how much I give them. Some of them go into tears because money makes people very happy. Money helps realize dreams. If you have more money, what would you like to do? Do you want to open your own store? Do you want to follow your heart and just live overseas? Or do you want to write a book? Whatever that is, money can help you realize your dreams. And money brings communities together. This is a great part because if you have enough money, a lot of people can be closer, they can eat together, and they can have so much fun together. So I understand you can picture that money can bring people together. And money warms people's hearts. I've seen it all the time. About a year ago, in my seminar, 
I invited my close friend Barnett Bain, who's a movie director, and whose house was just burned down by fire. And I wanted him to talk about the fire and all the people who suffer from the fire in Malibu. And a lot of Japanese students at my seminar felt so touched and they wanted to do something. So they started raising money for Burnett and his wife and also his friends and community in Malibu. And we have this tradition when somebody's in tough time, we raise cash and then give it to the person. So we've raised enough cash and just passed it over to him. And he went over and just started distributing money in the envelopes we gave. And a lot of people cried because they didn't expect money. They didn't get anything from the government at the time. But the money comes from Japan, from a perfect strangers. And then the story was on the newspaper. And a lot of people really enjoy reading it because it warms people's hearts. And the fact that we didn't think of much about giving and sharing what we have, but we are so surprised and we feel happy that it helped American people feel warm in the time of the crisis. And also, I'm going to focus on healing money trauma because in the biggest part of money EQ, identifying money trauma is important. For example, I was denied a homestay program when I was 16 to LA or Australia. My father had a drinking problem. So even though I knew he had the money, he didn't want to spend money. And I wanted to bring the topic up on the table, but I couldn't do that because my mother said, when your father is feeling good, you can bring it up. In my house, that means never. So I was denied this opportunity, my dream of learning English in LA or uh, pass in Sydney in Australia. And I still feel the pain because I was carrying the brochure in my bag and it was torn apart because I was carrying it every day. And then I was looking at the brochure of the homestay program. But because of this money trauma, I sometimes feel uh, pain when I try to start something new. And I feel my body is tense and I feel like my dreams will not probably realize because I'm not good enough. And I'm sure you denied many things when you're small, maybe denied soccer lessons, piano lessons, or summer camps, whatever that is. And just face and confront your past. What happened? And then recall both happy, unpleasant, and also unpleasant memories about money from a childhood and youth. And identify current financial situation. If you have some kind of money trauma, that stops you from having more money, receiving more money, because money could hurt you. So I don't want money because I don't have a good experience with it. And clarify your family's money history. I recommend you do that with three generations, your parents' generation, your grandparents' situation. And just you can see the dots connected because of your grandparents' worry about money. And that has passed down to your parents' generation. And the money worries and fear around this issue gets passed down to you. And you may want to pass it on to your kids, or even if you don't have kids, you're kind of stuck with this intergenerational blocks. And reflect on how your friends and family's belief influenced you. Oftentimes, you're often heard, 
Money doesn't grow on trees. You cannot do everything. So number two is moving forward. Acceptance. It wasn't all your fault, or not your parents' fault. If you imagine what happened in that situation, your parents are probably in thirties or forties, could be in their twenties. They knew nothing. They were just kids too, so they were also confused about money. They may have a hard time making both ends meet. They worried about money because they just lost a job. So just if you pull your camera and just look at the situation, you feel like, ah,、oh, okay, I was hurt, but they were hurt as well. Because just imagine if your parents were a perfect, happy couple, perfect, happy people. Do you think they would stop their kids from having fun? I'm a parent, so I understand. If you have a child, you want to give everything to your child, and if you feel like you cannot give certain thing to your child, you feel so hurt. You feel so bad about not being able to give. So you may not realize that you're hurt, but your parents were hurt as much as you were, and realize healing comes from understanding and forgiveness. If you can first understand what went on, and then forgive your parents for being the way or for saying things, probably they shouldn't have said. And if you can just forgive your young parents and young little little cute you, and just do a group hug in your imagination, deep healing starts happening. And use appreciation as a tool that blesses your life. Even though that was the best shot that your parents could give you, just feel the appreciation if you could. It may take a few opportunities to do this, but if you just at least if you're willing to face this money trauma and try to understand it, and potentially if you could do it, forgive it, your life would be very different. And I just want to share my learning. From my master Wahei Takeda, look at his smile. I miss him so much. He passed away a few years ago. He was called Warren Buffett of Japan, and he was one of the wealthiest people in Japan. He was a great investor. He was a major investor, shareholder of more than one hundred public companies at one time. And when I first met him, I asked him, "What is the secret of wealth? What would you ask Warren Buffett if you had a one-to-one situation?" And I was kind of, I was expecting not exactly stock tips, but like a savvy way of becoming rich. But he said, "All you have to do with this smile, all you have to do is arigato your money." And he says, "What arigato your money?" And he said, "Appreciate money when it comes in, and also appreciate money when it goes out of your life. When you spend your money, also say arigato or thank you. And if you start doing that." Your money container will be bigger, and then, incredibly, money will come in easily, and then, without your effort, you can accelerate this cycle of appreciation. And what you appreciate appreciates. If you appreciate money, money will appreciate you back. So all his teaching was very Zen. So I didn't understand any of that at the time because I was young and I wanted fast results. I'm sure. Many of you feel that way sometimes, but as I learned more about him, I learned "arigato your money" or "thank your money" or "appreciate money coming in, money going out."
is the first start of this cycle of appreciation. And what I learned about this gratitude from my mentor, Wahid Takeda, is appreciation is the answer. Because once you appreciate what's coming into your life, it doesn't really matter if it's money, love, new opportunities, or sometimes he even appreciated when something bad happens. When he goes into a car accident, he says, thank you accident for being a small or minor accident. It could have been worse. So I accept the damage, but I appreciate the fact that I didn't get hurt. So appreciate what comes into your life and appreciate what's leaving your life. Appreciate your partners, appreciate your jobs. Your job was not in sync with you. That's why the job left you. It's not you were deserted, you're ditched by the job. You were apart because you don't have a relationship anymore. So appreciate whatever leaves your life. That is the answer. And arigato in, arigato out is a method I just shared. And compassion raises your energetic vibration. He called it maro up. My mentor and a great friend, Janet Atwood, she's a creator of Passion Test. And she and I co-authored the book, Maro Up. You can find it in Amazon about Wahe. Wahe said, if you raise your vibration, that means your happy aura or just this attitude to be able to support other people, somehow it creates a space. And then it creates a business opportunities, investment opportunities, and the cycle of appreciation with money starts. He said, human mind cannot focus on two things at one time. So if you can focus on money appreciation, you have no space about worrying about money. So just if you feel worried about money, just say, thank you, money, for being in my life. And then that will shift your energy very fast. Okay, I like to share this, how to create a positive flow of money energy. I don't know how much you have, how much money you make, but when it comes to happiness, the flow of energy and what kinds of energy flowing in your life matters. Just imagine billionaires and millionaires who have so much money, but if they have no capacity to appreciate money coming in, money going out, people around him or her, that person could be feeling very miserable. And just look at this, for example, this person who lost his job or her job and no money, but somehow he or she trusts life. So he or she will be taken care of by somebody or something and just keep smiling and just keep supporting other people. Do you think these people will be deserted? I'm sure they will be supported by somebody because they have this such a loving energy. Nobody wants to keep him in a ditch. So if you can create this positive flow of money energy, you don't have to worry about money. So the reason why I don't have to worry about money is that I feel like I'm well taken care of to begin with. But if I lose everything, which is a little hard to think at the moment, but just imagine I lose everything. I have so many friends who are going to offer support, money, a house or room, opportunities. So even if I lose everything financially, I'm not afraid because I will be taken care of. And I also find out who are the 
true friends. So that's why I can stay happy and positive in this chaotic time. So instead of just trying to accumulate wealth, surround yourself with positive energy. So I can share a few things here before I go. Donate money. You don't have to donate $10,000. Donate a dollar. Donate a quarter. Donate 10 cents. Even though it's a small number, the fact that you're sharing money gives you a message that, oh, I have more than enough. Give money to your friends and loved ones. Send gifts. Could be a $5 thing or if you don't have money, send a mail or give a call to say how much you care about them. Always give something extra. I divided my clients when I was doing an accounting consulting job to two groups. One is I do just regular work. And the other one, whenever I met them, my clients, I brought something like $5 to $10 small gift, like a herb tea or pens or pencils, just no big deal, just a little thing. After six months, I was so surprised that the category number one gave me some referrals, but not that many. But the category number two, that I showered them with the small gifts, Jesus, they gave me so many referrals for my future clients. And look at, if you start accumulating these gifts every day, it's going to multiply. And number five, pay more than you're asked. Six, stop and feel the joy when you receive money. And pray for happiness when you give or spend money. And buy from people and business you like. In other words, don't go try to buy the cheapest place. Be grateful for everything. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.